Coming up on today's show, we have the latest news and rumors, and in our main segment, we're going to revisit Adam and I's strategy that we put out the first time we were in Parkeology, and we're all going to have a great laugh. That's coming up today on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome, everyone, to Traveling with the Mouse. This is episode 302, wow, 302 episodes for Friday, February the 12th, 2021. If all is going well, some of this podcast will either be on their way or packing to be on their way to go to Disney World. Today, I am your host, I am Jason, and I am joined by the birthday boy, Adam. What's up? Everybody, wait, I thought I was the only one going this weekend. Yeah, that was the plan that we were going to surprise you, but my Disney experience foils us again with its crappy technology. I tried to hide from you by unfriending you, but my son and my wife still showed up on your My Disney Experiences Park Passes and ruined the surprise. Ah. So, Adam and I are going this weekend because it is a big birthday for Adam, and we're all very excited. So happy birthday, Adam. Thanks. I'm 40. You're not 40. (laughs) You're not a man yet. Wait, who's that? We haven't introduced him yet. Yeah, I don't know who that is. I I heard someone come in, and I think that guy's name is John. Welcome, John. Hey, John. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. (laughs) You remember that? I do. Don't you? Anyone else? Anyone else listening to this? Yeah, when Mickey's birthday land. That was, what, 1988 when that started? Yeah, that was in honor of his, like, 60th, I guess, somewhere in that range. years ago, so yeah. Well, before we dive into the episode today, Mm -hmm. number one, I want to throw out there that this is one of your last chances to get into our giveaway that we started for episode 300. Mm Mm-hmm. That is uh, being hosted at travelingwiththemouse.com slash giveaway. So mm-hmm. rush in and get your entries in. We are giving away either a Traveling with the Mouse shirt or a Rafts or the Ride shirt, which I didn't wear my Rafts or a Ride shirt when we went back in January because the Rafts were not a ride then. They weren't, the, the river was empty. But the river is back. The Rafts are back. I think I'm going to sport it this weekend. What do you think, Adam? I wish I could join you, but mine is not going to be here in time. <laughs> well, maybe I could pack an extra shirt and we can take turns wearing it. Is that weird? That's probably weird. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, maybe when we get on the rafts, you can wear it and then you can take it off and then I can wear it. <laughs> we can... It's like one can wear it I on the way over. Bit, I, I kind of actually do want to ride the rafts and go see what changed on Tom Sawyer's Island. Yeah. Hopefully the fort will be open by then, but I don't know. I kind of doubt anything really changed more so like spruced up is probably all it really was. But Last I saw, the barrel bridge is gone at the moment. Ooh. Mm. So. My son loved the barrel bridge. Mm-hmm. So how do you get to that side? What? How are they handling off. the caves? Do you have like socially distanced markers in the uh, <laughs> dark? Like, it's how all do you deal with lit that? now. It's well lit. <laughs> it's had a few drinks. Yeah, it's lit. I've, I may have had a few drinks. So, before we jump into the news, 
do you have any big plans for this weekend? What is it you want to achieve on your birthday weekend at Disney World, Adam? Well, I think I said this last week. It's <laughs> California Girl. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty Let's much emphasize it. that point. That's all he cares about. You have, you've gotten a better reservation for that, right? Yes. So last week, right. I think I said I had like a late, like 9.30 or something. And so I got it moved up to like much better time for dinner, so. The other thing I wanted to do, I can't do because of COVID right now, and that's do one of the boat tours, but it's not allowed currently. I think we all know what you really want to do is ride the Skyliner for multiple hours in a row. I think that's what we know you really want to do. Well, we may end up doing that anyway. We're Skyliner resorting it, so we're going to be on the Skyliner quite a bit. And then you'll be in love with the Skyliner just like Jason and I. Well, I already love the Skyliner. I just think the monorail is more iconic and and just better representation of Disney than the Skyliner. That's all. You think the monorail's better, but we're staying on a Skyliner resort <laughs> and we're yeah. going to Skyliner all day on Saturday and we're going to eat at a Skyliner restaurant and not necessarily. Maybe. Yeah. Well, more likely than not, we're going to eat at a Skyliner restaurant because even if we eat quick service, it'll be somewhere that was accessible via yeah, the Skyliner. Skyliner. Yeah. Even if it's at the food court at Art of Animation. Would we... So we're staying at Pop. Would you walk over to the Art of Animation? I would just eat at Pop because it's fine. It's not fantastic, but give based on the two, it's like they're not that much different, to be honest. I don't know. Landscape of Flavors is usually got better reviews overall. But, I it mean, does. every everything Pop and Chop, I've never had an issue there. I mean... That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think it's that much of a difference, to be honest. It's not worth walking all the way over there just to get... Or you're going to have to walk halfway there anyway. Yeah. Well, depending on where your room is. The question I'm going to have with our Pop Century stay is the only criticism we had with Coronado Springs was the availability of daytime food. And even nighttime food. Do you think it's going to be... I mean, I know it's only a quick service, but I'm thinking we might be able to have more luck finding food at any time of the day at Pop Century. Yeah, yeah. I think so. (laughs) It just won't be as good as Three Bridges. Three Bridges food was good. But I think I would rather eat Pop Century Quick Service than Rick's. Yeah, I agree with that. Because that's what's available at Coronado during the day is Rick's. Well, you got... Oh, I see what you mean. You have short trips to other options, too, when you're over here at Pop. Because you can, like you was just talking about, you can go to Landscape of Flavors. You can hop a Skyliner to Banana Cabana or the Quick Service at Caribbean, if you wanted that. Right. So you could go, go to, to Riviera. Hollywood Studios. You can go to Riviera. Yeah. <laughs> you could go to Boardwalk. Riviera's quick service or Topolino's there. I mean, I wouldn't say it's super quick, but yeah, you could go to Boardwalk or Epcot, but you'd be, you know, 30 minutes away from getting food, but sure. I thought Riviera's quick service location was rather good. Hmm. Only did Topolino's. We walked through. I didn't try anything there. I do want to do, I think it's called Bar Riva there. Because I understand they have decent drinks at the Riviera. So if we're looking for like a Skyliner bar crawl, Adam, I'm up for that this weekend. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Because you could do Banana Cabana. You could go to Epcot <laughs> Boardwalk. Hmm. Yeah, okay. so here's the deal. I, I'm going to update a little bit on. Like so idea. you remember I canceled my annual pass and then I just keep going back. Yeah. Um, so I'll, <laughs> yes. I'll update on this. So one of the things is, is supposedly if you cancel during COVID, you can renew. And I was going to do this back in like October, 
but they ended up calling me back as I was pulling out of the parking lot from Animal Kingdom to head home. So I was like, uh, well, I'm not about to spend a bunch of money to buy an annual pass as I'm leaving. Right, because right. you didn't know if you were coming back right, right away. Right, so I didn't. Then we went in January, and I'm like, well, I don't know when I'm going to come back because I'm starting this new job. Right. But I have some flexibility. I mean, it's it's busy, but I still have some flexibility. And I'm going back now, and I'm like, well, I should really just get this annual pass back. So I called Disney, and they're supposed to call me back before the trip to sell me an annual pass. But the understanding that the CM gave me on the phone, and this might be interesting for anybody considering this, is Mm -hmm. that if I do not get the call before I arrive on property, I should go to guest services, and they should be able to see the note on my account and upgrade my tickets that I've already purchased for this weekend to an annual pass. It's interesting because they, like I said a few episodes ago, my three-year-old, they told me I just had to buy a pass. So I couldn't buy him tickets and then upgrade them. So because of that exception, I guess because he didn't already have one maybe, they weren't allowing me to buy an upgrade like that. Also, there's the possibility that the CM was lying to me. Well, we'll find out next week, won't we? You know, I think just for the heck of it now, I'm going to call and say, look, I have an annual pass that expired in 2012. <laughs> what can you do? You saw COVID coming way before everybody else did. Exactly. <laughs> so you'd cancel. Uh, I said, look, this was nine years in the making, or right. eight years in the making in that case, at that time. So, Jason, are they going to give you the discounted renewal rate, or are you going to have to buy them? I think I have price? to pay in full, like I'm buying a brand new pass. The only upside, even though I've bought a bunch of tickets since then, is that I will have a longer period than if I had canceled, right? If I yeah, if I hadn't right. canceled, I should say, unless I hadn't canceled. Because if I hadn't canceled, I think it would have been good through June or July of this year. But if I do buy this, it'll be at least good until mm-hmm. February of next year. Right. So, I wonder when it comes back to more normal, when they start selling annual passes again, are they going to raise the rates? What are they going to do? I'm sure they'll raise the rates. <laughs> That's pretty much a given, I think. It's just when are they going to raise the rates? Before they start selling them again or after? Yeah, that's true. For a short period of time. But anyway, because they'll definitely raise the rates. There's no question. Well, let's dive hey. into the news, shall we? Sure. There's not really a whole lot of news that happened this week at Disney World. I think, you know, it's been a pretty light week, although I think this weekend. Uh, what's the chances, John, we're going to get to Rat- Ratatouille? Uh, zero. Okay, good. I'm just going to squash your hopes right now. Zero. Just don't even get zero, your hopes zero, up. Zero, 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 zero. Yeah. Zero. I say zero. Especially zero. given what they said they wanted to do, right? Yeah. They wanted to have a media event first and well. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah. they haven't announced that yet. Because it, That's, I mean, they were yeah. testing all sorts of stuff. Like the wait time was lit up the other day. You could see it from the right. Skyliner. Five minute wait. Yeah. So this ride should never break down when it opens, right? It's like going to be the most smooth operating ride. Well, you would hope they know how to make it work because they've been they have uh, what a, a carbon copy already in existence in right. Paris for how many years now? Right. <laughs> I mean, I hope they have a handle on it. Yeah, you would hope. Well, we we can tell that the issue with reliability is not the trackless ride system, right? Because Mickey and Minnie stays up just fine it runs pretty well now yeah Mm. it's more reliable than the other one the problem with rise i think is that it's not just a trackless ride system there's like so many different 
timing systems, right? Everything has to be timed perfectly. And right. I don't think they designed it for failure very well. And it's also like three different ride systems built into one. It's not just a trackless ride. <laughs> right. There's a lot of things that have to go right. Yeah. I think it's all Kylo Ren's fault. <laughs> a lot of times it is, it seems like. So, okay, the first news story of today is we got to see a look at what they're going to update the key to the world cards at Walt Disney World Resorts. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I haven't had one of those it, in what? Yes, <laughs> because it's old. Like, why are we still doing... Like, why did we give up on Magic Bands? I don't understand why they think key to the world cards are better than just giving people Magic Bands. Yeah. I don't necessarily think they're better. I think they think they're cheaper than Magic Bands. Maybe. Is it just me, though, or have you seen more people using the cards lately? I think we should make that as an observation this weekend. So when we went in January, technically they weren't giving out free magic bands anymore, right? Right. So, Mm -hmm. See, so maybe that's why they reason more people using cards. But the other thing is, is I'm going to go ahead and presume that the vast majority of people that are going to Disney World right now are repeat guests that probably have magic bands. I think the real test will be when it's back to normal. Yeah. I could see where what goes into producing a Magic Man, including the RFID, it's got to be more expensive than the card itself. I mean, the card is plastic it's for one thing. It's going to be more I mean, expensive, got to be. but i got to think the value prop on the back end of if I have something on my wrist, I'll spend more money. But maybe that's not the case. Maybe I'm wrong. I will tell you, when I look at the Key to the World cards, they look to me like they repurposed the luggage tags. <laughs> The design that they just mm. did, yeah. <laughs> Except for, I don't know, did they have yeah. the new Disney, the new Mickey Mini Goofy characters on the luggage tags recently? Did yeah, they, they, they did. had the newer ones. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These are basically they took the luggage tags and turned them into key cards. <laughs> it does kind of look that yeah. way. <laughs> you know, maybe I'm nostalgic, but I actually really like the way they used to do them. Personally, I don't know. Maybe maybe there is a little bit of nostalgia there. Where they printed your name on them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe like I said, maybe that's nostalgia. I Probably. still have, I still have like everyone I had from like '99 up until they stopped. <laughs> I yeah, still they have printed them, your dates on it too. Your yeah, your uh, check in, check out, whatever. I remember I even had one that they had to reprint because we lost one or something like that. And for some reason on the front it said Pool Hopper. I don't even know what that's supposed to mean, but. I guess you could hop to different resorts and use the pool. I probably could have flashed that card and gone to any pool I wanted. Of course, I probably could have done that without it. Storm Along Bay may have been locked off back then, too. Anyway. I don't remember Speaking when that started. Speaking of Storm Along Bay, uh-huh. I don't know if I actually put this on our list for this week, but did you see it's going to be going into refurbishment where the uh-huh. well the, the slide is? Like, basically, later this month, the slide's mm-hmm. going to close. Okay. If you had paid that much money to stay at Yacht Club and the slide wasn't available, how mad would you be? I'd be pretty mad. Mad enough care. that they'd probably give you a gift card or something. I wouldn't care. There's still plenty to justify Yacht Club. <laughs> that slide is awesome, though. It is. I don't even think I've been on it. The slide was awesome. We did it so many times back in October. So it's like I'm, I'm on a downgrade spiral, right? In October, I went to Yacht Club, <laughs> a deluxe. Right, and then when we went in January, I stayed at a moderate. I stayed mm-hmm. at Coronado Grandestino, and now we're going to go for your birthday, and I'm going to stay at a value. I'm going to stay at Pop Century. So mm-hmm. where am I going to stay the next time I go? Well, work your way back up. Go to 
Caribbean Beach. Or I was going to say, you haven't, hit, you haven't gone all the way to the bottom yet. You're going to have to stay at All-Star Sports <laughs> next. Whenever they open, <laughs> which is what, March? Whenever they open but back you, up. But you stayed there before, though, right? So I did. All-Stars used to be the, well, it's been the hotel of choice of my family when I used to go with them. Right. I mean, it's value. Growing up, yeah, it's value. And I think part of the experience of All-Star Sports is one of the reasons I wasn't like a super Disney person. It just wasn't that good. I'll just put it out there, right? My now wife and I went whenever we were, I don't know if we were engaged or still dating, whenever my family went for a, a Thanksgiving trip and we all stayed at All-Star's. We just sort of left with a bad taste in our mouth from that. I'm not a big fan of the All-Stars, but I did stay there when I completed the challenge. So that upped the All-Stars level in my book. But <laughs> Did you say it's sports? Yeah, I stayed at sports. I stayed in the okay. Mighty Ducks area. There you go. Of sports. So the, the biggest downside to All-Star sports from a challenge perspective in my book is Pop Century will sell you the whole pizza so that you can have it in your car for the next day. All-Star Sports does not have the whole pizza unless you do room service delivery. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. That's yeah. why it's worth 50 more bucks a night. That is. You get the <laughs> Skyliner and you can go pick up whole pizza. Well, Pop has been for quite some time, hands down, the best value on property. So Yeah, still. I think it is the best value from like an accommodations. I don't really care for the theme. I don't really care for the the nostalgia theme. Maybe it's because I always get stuck in like the 60s and I don't really care. I always get lost too. I'm always in the 90s or 80s. You get lost, really? It's just you think you're close to something and then you're like, oh, there's another building over there. I'm still not close to where I was. I've just never found it all that difficult. I don't know. I always turn a corner and I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm still not there yet. (laughs) To me, I still think my favorite value is art of animation. Um, with the suites. They're yeah, way so. overpriced to me, though, for value. It is very overpriced in a sense, but we, when we stayed there, we had six people in that suite. Yeah. So let's go back to the news. I wanted to bring up that Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl. Boo. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's Tom Brady again. And but Gronkowski. did you see the pictures of Rob Gronkowski visiting Disney World? Yes. Um, where they made it look like he was in a Super Bowl parade, but he yes. wasn't. Backstage. They lined him up in that backstage area yeah. that they use behind Main Street, you know, adjacent to Main Street, so that he had the castle in the background. And yep. nobody was able to actually see the parade. But but why would they do this? I guess just for promotional materials? I don't, yep. I don't get it. Just for a picture? Yeah. <laughs> His uh, VIP tour guide, Homer, drove him over there and just put him up there for a photo, and then they left. And then he went over to Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> yeah. So does that come with all VIP tours now? No? Uh, a, yeah. a parade? <laughs> yeah, your own parade. <laughs> it will. Apparently, you can get on Rise of the Resistance if you're a celebrity or a Super Bowl MVP or whatever. I don't know. I saw that he had to get up at 7 in the morning, so... That's what I saw. Yeah, he had to pull his own boarding group. Yep. And then they let him on there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, I'm sure he had to do it just <laughs> like everybody else, even mm-hmm. though it looked like he was the only one in there. So they probably shut the ride down just for him. 
<laughs> just so he could ride it. Mm. Or maybe no he got to do it before they opened it. Perhaps. So I'm just going to skip over to one more story. They have officially put on the website that the Contemporary is going to go mm. under refurbishment in April. The rumor is they're going to do some Incredibles theme rooms. What do we yeah. think of that? Mm-hmm. I think we've already seen some of the... They had talked about this a while back. Yeah. yeah, they did some test rooms. But is do you think this is what's going to happen? We're going to get the Incredibles rooms? Yeah, I mean, it is Chapek, right? So That's what I was about to say. Like, see, <laughs> what's the name of the CEO now? Mm-hmm. So yes. So there's... would you would you book an Incredibles room? No, because they're going to be like double the price. Yeah, they're going to be super expensive and <laughs> incredibly expensive. It's not going to be worth my money, <laughs> to be honest with you. Would you rather have a tower room, lake view, or tower room, lake view, incredible room, which is the room right over Chef Mickey's kitchen? Or would you like to go to the Polynesian and stay in our Moana room? Right. When it comes to the contemporary, I would just want to stay at whatever the cheapest room they have available is. If they have a wing room, then yes, that'd be great. <laughs> That's what I say. So, Adam, how are you feeling about the predicted crowds for this weekend? I'm more worried about the weather, to be honest. It's going it to rain. Looks, yeah, it looks like there's going to be quite a bit of rain. But it, don't you think rain is, is going to just drive the crowds away? Mm, no. It's not really, yeah. Uh, yes and no, except not no. So to sum it up, yeah. It's Florida. There's going to be rain. That's probably not going to be all day, right? I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's scattered showers, so it may not rain at all, actually, even though it's yeah. like 60, 70% chance of rain if on it, some If days. it were like July, I would say you can just set your watch to it. It's going to rain at 3 p.m., right? So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. But usually in the summer, it's going to be sunny in the morning and nice. And then the afternoon, the storms roll in and the evening, it's usually cleared up. I remember in the summertime, it's usually how it would be. is like everything would look perfect, and then I would go into an attraction, and when I came out, everything would be wet. I was like, I even missed the rain. <laughs> right. Yeah, that happened. That's happened one a few time. times. Yeah, that happened when we were at Sci-Fi Dine-In, which capped off that wonderful dining experience with our kids acting a fool. Was It was perfectly sunny when we walked in. Our kids were acting crazy, and then our youngest was asleep, when we finally got out and the stroller was soaked and wet when we got out. And so we had nothing we could do. About that it. is central Florida. Yep. So the last thing I wanted to bring up is our weekly challenge segment. Yeah. This week's challenge that we wanted to highlight was the pirate Kenny, Kenny, the pirate and mm-hmm. Kendall Kaylee M 84 did 530 points on the every ride points challenge, completing 27 of 45 rides. They were also able to complete a Hollywood Studios bonus. But most importantly, they ran this challenge in honor of Kendall and Kent's dad, who recently passed. So I just wanted to bring that up because, once again, we wanted to express our condolences. And I really think it was great that they were able to do this run in his memory. And uh, I'm glad that the challenge community came together around part of our friends. And it's somewhat of a family, too. That was awesome. Yeah. Very it really cool. was. Is anybody going to be running this weekend? Let's see. Oh, surprise. I'm signed up. Oh, I'm <laughs> yeah. At the moment, the next challenge sign up is for February 19th, which is Rich Hurt. He's going to run February 19th and the 20th. So yeah. good job, Rich. Back to back. So no runs this weekend unless you or I want to do it. I mean, it's it's going to be a, 
high crowd weekend. Unless we get Homer, I don't think we're going to be able to pull it off. Yeah. I think our biggest challenge this weekend is going to be entertaining the kids while we try to drink as much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's the news and rumors. Let's get to the main segment. Adam, I think you've got mm-hmm. us queued up for some interesting clips. What we wanted to do in this segment is rewind back to our naive days. Yes. This is going to take us back to late February 2019. Yeah, I think, well, yes, the episode came out March 3rd, 2019. But yeah. And this was our episode where we were going to preview our strategy for riding every ride (laughs) in one day. This was our... This was our attempt to talk about just how perfectly everything was going to go. Now, before we dive into this, I want to talk about how it actually did go. We ended up with, there were 45 rides that day. I remember we rode 36 of them, Mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. That was also a day that Kent and Kendall ran a, quote, practice challenge. Because this was when Kent was running practice challenges because he didn't want to sully his perfect record. Cue the Allen Iverson clip. Right. I think he got 41 or 42, he and Kendall did. And I think it was 42, at least. Yeah, 42. They got close. And that's when he interviewed us and got your name wrong. Oh, yeah. So. oh I remember that. Yeah, he called me like Randy or something. I forgot what he called me. No, but let's put it this way. We did not, we did said. not, like, looking back, I was proud of our attempt that day because that was our first time. But if that was how I had finished now I would have been a little more upset because we definitely made a lot of mistakes. And I think that's one of the things we're going to hear as we listen back (laughs) to this. Yeah. I know some of this doesn't apply because we're in COVID era, but I think it will be a fun listen and some reaction. So where do we start? What's our first clip, Adam? You want to talk about mistakes right off the bat. I called it the incorrect name. So if you want to hear... Jason's very smooth way of correcting me on saying parkeology incorrect. Listen right now. Another challenge called the Every Ride Challenge, which is pretty much the same thing as parkology, right? It's just slightly different now. They've taken one ride off of the schedule, but it's pretty much the same thing, right? Yeah, it's pretty close. So parkology is where, as I hear a lot of people say, parkeology, because there's a name yeah. in it. They have slightly harder rules. They're sort of the originals. <laughs> Parkology, or as I hear it, parkeology. Yes. Because there is an E in it, Adam. Well, and I do remember bringing it out, the point that it was supposed to be a play on the word archaeology. Yes. Because it had Indiana Jones letters. Yeah. Yes. It was early (laughs) on. (laughs) I I have no excuse for that. Oh, yeah. I mean, mean, we, we eventually got... Ted and Shane and Christina to come onto our podcast. But yeah, we were definitely noobs. That was only a month after you had even introduced me to the fact that this was a thing. But you were an expert. No, I was yes. not an expert. <laughs> well, that's even what now, Adam even said. Even now, I think Ted would only begrudgingly <laughs> say I'm like, I haven't quite been given the title master, but I'm not quite <laughs> Padawan either. I'm somewhere in between. I know, but I mean, like, he's he made a big point of that. He's like, okay, so who is this expert? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You have not been granted the rank of master yet, but you are on the council. I have a seat on the council, but I do not have the title of master. Exactly. You're, you're with Yadel on the <laughs> council. Anyway. 
So the next clip, we're talking about Main Street vehicles and the rafts and what should be a ride and what shouldn't be a ride and a little bit of that debate. I think Main Street vehicles is on both of these still, but Tom Sawyer Island is now not included on one of the challenges. So, Well, it was one of those things, I can't remember, the argument I think that was made was it's kind of a mode of transportation right. in both of those cases, which really doesn't meet... You know, I would say that doesn't really qualify as a ride. You're not going to really find yourself spending time in line yeah. waiting for the motor vehicles <laughs> on Main Street. You know, not yeah. not typically. Yeah, the argument that they've been it's a heated argument actually online is the way that they define it is if it's listed on the website as an attraction and it moves, and so yeah. Main Street vehicles is an attraction that moves. Tom Sawyer Island is an attraction. The island doesn't move, but you require to get on a moving vehicle to get to it. So that's where the yeah, argument comes there. in. Here's the question. does Is the raft actually listed as a ride? Because I don't think it is. It yeah, isn't. I didn't think it was. But you can't do the attraction without getting on the raft. So I think what you hear in this clip that we just listened to is that early on, I was already yeah. making the case that the rafts are a ride. Yes. Right. <laughs> because... Yes, it is Tom Sawyer Island, but the whole experience of Tom Sawyer Island requires you to be on the raft, and the raft moves. Carousel of Progress is primarily a show that you observe, but the theater moves. It all depends on what you base your attractions on. If you're doing it by everything that moves, yes, I mean, it moves. It It really depends on what your definition of the word is, is. It does matter. And I think, I think this whole idea of excluding the rafts, number one, back whenever this challenge was much more popular, I think it made the challenge way easier and also took away some of the quirkiness. I think one of the arguments that the parkeology folks would make is things like the rafts and the main street vehicles, the quirky things make it fun. And also they act as time checks, right? That's one of the wrinkles to the challenge that I really like is there's these built in time checks because the rafts only run for certain hours of the day. So do the main street vehicles. So it makes it more challenging. Yeah. It does. It does make it more challenging. It makes a little bit more of the logistics and the rafts are the best outdoor raft ride in magic kingdom <laughs> sure is the, the only outdoor raft ride in magic kingdom it's probably the only outdoor best raft outdoor ride. raft ride at disney world i'll right. put it out there uh well my wife made that point very eloquently that the rafts are part of the story of tom sawyer and tom sawyer island so without it it's an incomplete attraction so as yes and bridge. when they build a bridge to Tom Sawyer <laughs> Island, I <laughs> will concede the point. They won't. But, it, but if you can only get there via the raft, it's a ride. <laughs> I just sure. want them to add the Crockett canoes back and the kill boats. Talk about a challenge. Right. I want to see both of those come back. I should throw in here, buy your rafts or a ride shirt, if you agree with Jason. Shop.spreadshirt.com right. or go to travelingthemouse.com slash giveaway and you can enter to win one. Or if you just think that the idea is fun, buy it as well. <laughs> yeah. I think we should count it as a ride for challenge purposes, but I also enjoy how much it riles people up. 
that <laughs> they think it's not. Right. To be honest, what it is is they don't want to have to just ride over there and ride back because <laughs> they find it probably a little bit embarrassing in some cases. But you have to do the <laughs> same thing for the Rafiki's Planet Watch train. Yeah, I guess so. That one probably would, some people would probably put that in the same category as the rest if they, if they could. At least with the Main Street vehicles, you can go from point A to point B and be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. Or I guess you technically you could swim back from Tom Sawyer Island, but you would uh, <laughs> not be welcomed back in the Mansion Kingdom after that, probably. All right, so the next clip, we talk about the origin, I guess you'd say, of, of this run and where it came from. I think this all started, right, whenever we were on the bus and I basically just looked over at you and I said, has anybody ever tried to ride all the rides in one day? And you're like, yes. And I think we were on the bus from Animal Kingdom to Magic Kingdom. And by the time we got to Magic Kingdom, I looked at my wife and I said, I'm going to do this. And so (laughs) I think we haven't stopped talking about it since then. The part of that clip I wanted to call out was the fact that we were riding the bus at the time. What is the bus? <laughs> that may have been the last time we actually rode a bus at Disney. No, we've ridden a bus since then. <laughs> we definitely have. But we try to avoid it at all costs because the bus is slow. That's how you know when somebody runs the challenge that hasn't really researched it. When they're like, they're going through their first couple of rides. They're like, oh, they're making good time. They're like park hop. And then they put a picture from the bus and you're like, oh, oh, yeah, you're yeah. not going to finish. <laughs> right. Yeah. I will say we still made a mistake on our first challenge run. We didn't ride the bus, but we did park in regular parking, which was stupid. Yeah, I get to that in a little bit. We do talk about that because John makes a funny comment about trying to game the system as far as parking. I'm like, where did I, where did I do that? Oh, <laughs> uh, in a few. We'll talk about that in a minute. Next clip is talking about starting in Animal Kingdom and then having fast passes for Magic Kingdom, which turned out to be our first early mistake. So our first open is at 8 a.m. is when Animal Kingdom Extra Magic Hours opens. Yeah. So that's where we're going to have to start. And you would think, okay, what about our Fast Passes? Well, we're actually saving our Fast Passes to not be Animal Kingdom because we're thinking we can do this at Extra Magic Hours without any Fast Pass. Yeah. I think that's going to work because we've seen most people get through Animal Kingdom pretty smooth like no major hiccups as long as everything's open and operating it seems like animal kingdom is not that difficult to knock out really wow. that was yeah the fact that we're like oh yeah we should get through animal kingdom easily no no problem no need for fast pass okay that's when you say it's not going to be that hard to ride <laughs> every ride you know, it's not going to be that okay. big of a deal, and I'm right there agreeing with you. And we stuck to that. Yeah, we did. Kent and Kendall. Yep, they were there got on us. Triceratops spin while we waited in line for Primeval World. They got off and they rode Triceratops spin so they could pull the fast pass. They dropped their fast passes for Hollywood Studios, and that's yep. where we learned a critical lesson that Kent tried to teach us, which is don't fall in love with the fast pass. Because I was like, yeah. we have such good fast passes for Magic Kingdom, we shouldn't give them up. And looking back, right. we actually had fast passes that aren't that great. We had like Peter Pan. I don't even remember what the other it two was were. But Big Thunder, Peter Pan, and Space Mountain, which we could have pulled. Yes, but I th- I remember we were standing in line as Kent was running off of Primeval World, and we were still not on it yet. <laughs> After he'd already done Triceratops. 
Yeah, he did both <laughs> Triceratops and Primeval World while we were in line for Primeval World. Yeah. And I remember we were, <laughs> we were trying to justify it by like, we have these fast passes. We'll make up the time. We'll make up the time. And no, that was just standing in a line. It's just never. Well, just we're going to see the cascading effect because we did that. We are going to end up missing our window to get Main Street vehicles in the morning. Yeah. So just just think of how close you probably could have done, you know, had you been following a strategy similar to what you're talking about. Like, you know what I mean? Because y'all did 36 rides out of 45 still. Yeah. You only well, missed we, nine. We probably would have been closer. To At least in the 40s. We would have been yeah, like 40s. 41, 42, maybe 40. Probably could have hit 40. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you probably could have done a little better than that, knowing what you know now, right? I mean, I mean Kent, Kent had 42 that day. Did he? He okay. did a different strategy. He went... Animal Kingdom to Hollywood Studios. We did Animal Kingdom to Magic Kingdom. So it's really hard to say. Knowing what we do now, I think we both would have hit over 40. I don't know mm-hmm. if we would have finished, but... Did he do Main Street Vehicles at 9-2? He did. Okay, that's why I thought. Because so back then, the whole... Unicorn. The whole... <laughs> yeah, unicorns were regular. Yeah, and every Saturday. Every, Every Saturday. And I run. think Wednesday or something. I think it was like Wednesdays and Saturdays they were doing it. Yeah. Nighttime Main Street vehicles. Yeah. That's like Which the only time about. you've caught a unicorn as well, right? Yes. Yeah. It's the Never only time I've ever that. ridden a Main Street vehicle at night. Yeah, and it happened to be the Omnibus, which was actually kind of fun. I can't help but notice, too, on this uh, old clips, the audio. Everybody except oh, Adam. Yeah, yeah Sounds like we're on that, a phone yeah. call. <laughs> Right, because we were—I think we were doing it over Skype back then. Yeah, we had to have been. Yeah. I, and I was not using a good microphone or anything. Yeah, you were like on a phone or something, is what it sounds like. It is what it sounds, it sounds like—a phone call. Yeah. John makes an interesting suggestion about parking, and it never occurred to us to that preferred would have been way easier. You know, to help cover some of your walking time, did you could you maybe like borrow like someone's disability? Hank tag or something like that. <laughs> well, so, closer. <laughs> oh, like parking? Again? Yeah. So looking at this, we did not do preferred parking that day. And as nope. I mentioned earlier, that was a mistake. And think yes. about how much time we wasted because we parked at the back of the Epcot parking lot. Yeah. And we power walked in and people made fun of us. Right. Yep. That was a huge mistake. You should always do preferred on a challenge and always. number one people won't make fun of you because you'll be at the front very fast and you can essentially run from your car to the front right. gate i can lay claim that that was my suggestion now so just saying well you suggested we pretend to be disabled so <laughs> right. a little different. <laughs> i think what john was getting at was are there ways around the parking situation yeah, is what he was trying to get at. But and also the challenge has changed how much it costs for us to go to Disney World because we consistently pay for preferred parking even when we're not running the challenge now. Yes. Well, it's it's one of those things you get used to it. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things where it's not that bad when you arrive to walk in, but when you walk out, you're like, I wish yeah. I had preferred parking. Right, because you're trying to power walk the entire, especially like Epcot is so far. Whereas the preferred is so much closer, but the preferred yeah. was so much closer. 
Hollywood Studios is not. Remember whenever we did the practice run at Hollywood Studios, you're like, I'm going to try the tram, and I power walked, and I like Oh, my gosh. Because you were like, oh, maybe we'll ride the tram tomorrow. Right, because I was so bad. I was so stupid. Uh, But, of course, at the time I was thinking, oh, if you time the tram right, it goes fast, right, and it'll drop you off further down the parking lot. Yeah, it was just like... That should never be a consideration whatsoever. But you technically, from the parking lot, you have the ability to run outside the park, right? I mean, you that's did. not against the rules. Yeah, so. we would that's do that. Against some... rules. We have definitely done that. I'm not saying that, you know, my mom had a disability tag and we used that. <laughs> I knew that, too. At I times. wasn't going to say it. <laughs> but, well, I mean, I, she was with us at the time. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I was going to say back, uh, the funniest thing about doing Preferred back in the day when, of course, they would try to give you a park map and waters and stuff like at Animal Kingdom, the f- you would just roll down the window like, we don't need water and just drive by, <laughs> you know, do it really fast, like, and jump out of the car and they're like, what? what? <laughs> the next <laughs> the next clip is a little bit about Animal Kingdom, what we were doing. Yeah, as long as every ride's running and everything's good there, like in safaris open on time, I I don't see any reason why we shouldn't clear Animal Kingdom in less than two hours. So if you're done in two hours, it's 10 a.m., which means you've got 30 minutes to make it before theoretically the Main Street vehicles close. So if we hop in the car, we run over to Magic Kingdom, there has, I've seen less than 30 minute park hops before. We can potentially make Main Street vehicles before they close at 1030. That's what the website says, but sometimes they run later. But if we miss Main Street vehicles there, all is not lost because we've been watching this for a couple of weeks. There's two other opportunities that we can look for. 1145 a.m. at the trolley show. We could try to catch a Main Street vehicle after that. They seem to run them after the trolley show. Or there's the unicorn where apparently for the last three or four weeks on saturday night people have seen the main street vehicles at like 10 o'clock at night running Hmm. so so we had a couple of things in there number one our target was like oh if we get it done in two hours do we remember how long it took us to finish i don't remember i remember we got to magic kingdom i think it was around 11 when we finally got there yeah, we could have gotten there much sooner had we dropped our fast passes. I think I remember this hop because that's the one where Jason came on and he was he said something like, Good job, Adam, explicit content. <laughs> okay. I think that was this hop, if I'm not mistaken. Because uh, apparently when driving you had said something. I don't I couldn't you couldn't pick it up. But apparently you said something about someone on the road. I don't know. Go figure. Oh, yeah, because we were live streaming. And <laughs> yes, you were live streaming on Twitter. Was, yeah. Well, I remember that was our first time riding the wave, too, because we were eating yeah. breakfast. Like, are they going to let us in? What if they see we're already eating? Or they'd be like, why are you eating if you're eating again? Yeah. And <laughs> we didn't know the trick to turn left instead of right, so we turned right, and then we tried to be all sneaky walking past. And, yeah. And I remember I, we just heard in the clip, I said, you know, 30 minutes, I've seen park hops under 30 minutes. If I had a park hop now <laughs> from, if if my park yeah. hop from Animal Kingdom to Magic Kingdom was greater than 30 minutes, I would be ashamed at this point. Yeah, we can, we can, we can beat that. Like 20 minutes is, is what it needs to be or less, you know, 20. <clears throat> Just to be clear, when you're saying park hop, you mean from the time you exited the park to the time you enter 
Yes. Right. The so from gate yeah. to gate, gate to gate, not gate ride to, gate. to ride, gate to gate. Yeah. I remember we went to Main Street and we, you know, the, it was way past the vehicles close, like 1030, I think was the, so we were looking for a vehicle and I remember we saw a cast member that was part of the trolley group of cast members and we were asking her and it's, it was confusion about the trolley show and whether you could ride it or not. I remember you thinking. You could ride it before the show, but not after. Yeah, and we obviously missed that too. So because we ended up watching the trolley show because we thought we could ride after, I yeah. in, we missed it. I think yeah. it was July fourth wow. when I rode by my when I went by myself. I actually caught the trolley show for my Main Street vehicle. You rode it during the trolley show. <laughs> yeah, kidding. I rode the trolley show. I, I was part of it. He was I sitting sang, on it. <laughs> I danced. It was you know it was fantastic. Right down the middle I, of Main Street, USA. Right, yep. <laughs> Dapper Dan's and me on the trolley. <laughs> That's actually a fun image in my head to see, but um, unfortunately it didn't happen. But I do remember we got on the Big Thunder after our Fast Pass window had expired. But And we thought we were doing something crazy then. Yeah. After <laughs> Fast Pass. <laughs> like we, we have worked so much of that. Remember the time, <laughs> was it this run? No, it was our second run. Where the guy was like, you're too early for your Toy Story Mania. And we're like, what are we going to do? And then he yeah. left his shift and we went up to the new guy. And he's like, oh, sure, go in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we literally saw the guy that said no, leave. And another guy come in and we're like, all right, well, let's try our luck with this guy. And he was like, sure, come on in. Because our, uh, our photo was snapped before our actual Fast Pass window. Even the grace period, so... We if there's one thing that, that if there's one thing that's been learned in recent years <laughs> when it comes to Disney, even if you're not doing a challenge, the worst they can say is no. So yeah, ask. Always ask. <laughs> yeah, always ask. You never know. <laughs> and if they say no, look around for another cast member. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, see if you can find. It's someone. not like they're ever going to haul you off to jail for trying to do something like this. <laughs> uh, exactly. All right. <laughs> So the next clip is we talk about our Magic Kingdom Fast Passes. We have three Fast Passes we're going to use. Um, one from 9.30 to 10.30, one from 10.30 to 11.30, and one from 11.30 to 12.30. So we're trying to arrive right at 10.30. That's Big Thunder Mountain that we have first. We're going to arrive Big Thunder and get Splash Mountain done. Then our next Fast Pass is Peter Pan's Flight. So yeah. that's a huge weight that we are not going to have to do that I feel pretty good about. Yeah. I'm glad we have that one. Okay. So your first three fast passes, I'm sorry, what, what were they again? So the first one is Big Thunder. Okay. Then we have uh, we have Peter Pan's Flight as our second one. Okay. And then our third one, after we've done a few other things, is Space Mountain. Okay. So we've got two of the, two of the mountains and Peter Pan's Flight already booked. Such absolutes. I know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we were so happy with that Peter Pan that we held on to. Like, none of those are things that I think are worth holding on to at this point. Yeah. All of those are things you can get day of. Yep. Especially at night, if when fast passes were a thing. There's really nothing at Magic Kingdom that's worth holding from a fast pass perspective. 
right? There's only a few things, like in our second challenge run, it was worth holding the Tower of Terror because it was just so hard back then to get one because it was running on one elevator shaft. Right, yeah. But... Yeah, two shafts are better than one. There's nothing that's not pullable at Magic Kingdom. Even Seven Doors Mine Train is something you can get same day if you just keep hitting the app over and over again. Yep, it can be done. I not only got one, I even moved it up. (laughs) While I was eating. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, it's always possible. Yeah, I, I, it's not worth holding fast passes at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, we've learned that lesson the hard way, unfortunately. But, yeah, it, it was just funny to hear how confident we were that, yeah, the Peter Pan, that's going to save so much time. And Space Mountain, glad we got those. <laughs> it's gonna... Glad we got those. That <laughs> sounds like someone who is in for a rude awakening. Yeah. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. <laughs> I mean, just remember, I did, on the day I completed, I did all of Magic Kingdom with how many Fast Passes? Not very many, like three, I think. All of it. Yeah. All of it. Right. Yeah. And the only thing there that I really didn't want to drop, and I kept, was I did a, I did have a Seven Doors Mind Train Fast Pass, and the only reason I held that one is because I wasn't rope dropping it. Even then, in retrospect, do you think you could have done without it? No, it was perfect. I I, I timed it perfectly because I was able to, like, I didn't need fast passes for anything else, really. And so I was able to get through everything and then land at Seven Doors Mine Train with the perfect time the way I did it. So it was perfectly timed. If the breakdowns hadn't happened, I think Mm -hmm. I would have been gunning for the brothers WDW time record that they had set the week before. Like, I think I was beating their pace for a little while there. Yeah, without mm-hmm. the breakdowns, you, you definitely were doing well, for sure. Yeah, if the I mean, if riverboat you had you, run. If you I was on track to finish at like 5 or 6 o'clock in the afternoon. If you don't, yeah, I was going to say, if you don't have to wait on riverboats, you didn't have to wait on Kali to open, I mean, there's just a number of things. If you didn't have to do any of those things, you would have been like at the Doggy Lounge at like 7. Yeah, these double park hops you had to do. <laughs> anyway, all right, moving on to... We talk about Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and what would happen if you randomly pulled a fast pass for it? What would you end with? But I'm curious as to where the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train falls in your plans. So that is the very last thing we're planning on riding, because okay. the the key is you just have to be in line before park closes. So right. the idea is you walk in line at 10.59 p.m. to Seven right. Dwarfs Mine Train. Yeah, okay. Preferably, hopefully a few minutes before that, but... <laughs> As long as we're in line before official park close, uh, we're good. Right. And we've discussed this. Like, what if we are standing in the park and a Seven Doors Mine Train Fast Pass pops up? You take it, obviously. So what becomes the new last ride? Right? Yeah. Um, I found a couple of things interesting about that. One was the foreshadowing of our run where we missed Seven Doors Mine Train by two minutes. mm Mm-hmm. As long as I was like, as long as we get in by park close and then I made that comment about well hopefully a few minutes before <laughs> uh, those words would come back to bite me and I will go ahead and say that if a seven doors mine train drops same day it is not an auto pickup right, right? yeah it, it, yeah you were like you, obviously you take it but <laughs> I mean you might take it for a little while but you may if it doesn't work time wise then it may not be worth uh, grabbing Right, and it, that's one of those things where it's like, we had this perspective of regular Disney touring 
guests, yeah, right. not challenge runners. Right, yeah. You just need some experience. If you've never run the challenge before, it is very rare that you are someone who finishes on your first attempt. Either you've really researched it or you pick a really good day because it's not easy. I think, though, isn't it most would say if you did get Seven Dwarfs Mind Train in early, what would you end with? It would most likely be Astro Orbiter, right? I mean, that would be the most likely... Uh, unless uh, Astro, it works out a different Astro way. Astro would be a good ending because that's a rope dropper. Anything you would rope drop is usually a good yeah. ender. Like anything that you would consider rope dropping. Astro, Seven Doors Mine Train, those are the main rope droppers at Magic Kingdom, right? Yeah. What are the odds you would close on, say, Space Mountain or Peter Pan? No chance? I mean, it just depends. If you got the other stuff out of the way... There's a lot of places you could you could end on, and I think at that point it depends on where you are in timing. Yeah, there is a world where you end on Prince Charming's carousel. Oh yeah, because well, because we've seen it. Mm-hmm. every time you pass back and forth, it's not in a good part of the cycle, so you just wait till the end. And two, thinking back on this particular run, you were talking about fast pass and holding on to some. It's going to be very much situational once you're doing the challenges to anything you hold on to, because anything could potentially be droppable depending on what you've done. So, mm-hmm. right. yeah, I think so. We had this idea that fast passes were rare. <laughs> yeah. And you had to hold certain yes. ones or else you're screwed. There's a little clip here, short, about 15 seconds, probably that is just, just kind of funny. So you're not choosing like a actual place in the park. You just okay, got you. Yeah, we're gonna try to avoid any uh, food in the park if possible. Uh, I think, well, later in the day, it might be a case where if there's no line at a cart, we might try to get something if we had to. But honestly, the two of us, I don't think we're gonna, we would starve before we try to waste time getting food. Oh my gosh. If there's no line at a cart, we're going to go pick it up. <laughs> right. We may do that. We were thinking like, oh, yeah, we might have time to stop and <laughs> grab something really quick. And buy a bottle of water. There, I think we've stopped and gotten a bottle of water. Well, it's usually the riverboat bottle, right? Yeah. You, if you get the riverboat bottle of water. If you're going to get anything, it's right before the riverboat. Because you're basically like, I'm riding the next riverboat. I have three minutes. You go to the bathroom, you get a water. You can get it. You can buy something. I will say, Fire Sheets buys food while he's running the challenge. I've seen him do that. He stopped at a booth before. I was hmm. going to say this: in the age of mobile order, it's probably more possible or realistic now if you time it right <laughs> to well, to do. I don't problem know. Problem <laughs> is, what if you're waiting twenty minutes on your order? Yeah, you just have to abandon it at that point. So. Yeah, and they get charged for it anyway, right? Yeah, and they don't give you all your food, like in your case, (laughs) and then you just gotta deal with it. That's what I was gonna say, though. The timing, though, most of mine was actually done pretty quick, quick, much quicker than if I had just, you know, done it normally. So that was just my thinking. I was like, if you time it right, you could potentially get something, and it not really cost you a lot of time. Now, in this, now I'm talking about in the present day, because there's so many places that have mobile order now, Mm. so. In general, the only time you eat is park hopping. <laughs> park hopping or energy bars in line. 
Yeah, I'm not suggesting you, it by right. any means. I'm just saying it's more realistic now probably than before. It's my point. All right. We talk about Hollywood Studios a little bit. We're going to leave Magic Kingdom at the first time with 16 rides complete at that point. That's what our benchmark would be if we're on track. Yeah. Okay. So at that point, we're going to jump to Hollywood Studios. And the hope there is that we get super lucky and we've seen people do this before and be able to just start pulling the same day fast passes and get a fast pass for every single ride at Hollywood Studios. Now, we know that's probably very unlikely, especially because of the Tower of Terror probably running at half capacity. That's our big concern, Yeah, that that's what they're going to be doing. But we're mm-hmm. going to jump there and we're going to start riding whatever we can get a fast pass for with a couple of benefits that rock and roller coaster we can do single rider we probably could get a decent standby time for swirling saucers if we hit it right i don't know where we actually finished that magic kingdom i don't think we had made it to 16 though i don't think we're at 16 but no we did not make it to 16 also it's not a bad strategy to be like we're gonna just try to pull fast passes for everything at hollywood studios because that's basically the strategy it very rarely works. So I think my optimistic plan did not account for the fact that you probably weren't going to pull a fast pass for everything. Now, reminder, at the time we were in Hollywood Studios, there were very few rides. There was yeah. no Toy Story Land. There was no Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. We had Toy Story Land. Did we? Yeah, yeah. That was had Toy what, Story Land. what year was this? This was I'm 2019. Yeah, this yeah, it was okay, definitely we did have, there. We did have Toy Story Land. Oh, no Galaxy's yeah. Edge. Yeah. But how? What was our plan for Slinky then? We were just gonna hope for a Slinky. I think so. <laughs> I think so. What did and you all, end up doing? Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, we got Slinky. So you managed to get a Slinky. Okay. Yeah, I can't I, remember. The, it was Star Tours and Saucers that got us. Oh, it's up. saucers. That's one of the reasons I hate saucers is because we've waited 30 plus minutes for that ride so many times on yeah. a challenge. We couldn't get saucers. And that was back when you could only do the tier one thing. And It's weird to me how different people's experiences with drops and pulls have been because I'm like, the hardest one I've always had trouble getting is Slinky Dog. I could pull everything else, seems like, all day long. <laughs> it didn't matter what it was. Slinky Dog, I could never pull. And it's like it's different for each person. It's almost like they it's like they single you out, it feels like, but they kinda <laughs> know it can't be right. Yeah. Right. So I want you guys to click on the link I just gave you. What we're looking at is the plan I put together that was down to the minute with I tried to estimate travel time, possible wait times, and ride times. And I put boxes around the rides that we anticipated we were going to have fast passes for. <laughs> oh, okay. We were going to pull everything at Hollywood Studios. I feel like we didn't get to Epcot until like 4.35-ish, right? Something like that. We were way off track. Yeah, I know we were a couple <laughs> hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Epcot's been kind of the Achilles heel, right? <laughs> it was. I mean, we haven't had bad Epcot times. It's just like when we were there, it felt like it was taking forever. A good Epcot in the olden days was three hours. I say, so you experienced Epcot forever before anybody. Yeah. But it was also when 7 p.m. rolled around when the FastPass system shut off and broke that mm. night. Yes. So we couldn't do anything past that 
it just didn't work. <laughs> but of course, Kent it's, was doing kiosks and then pull, and then modifying them on the on his phone. Is which, Spaceship Earth really the longest ride on Epcot? I guess I never really looked at it. Still, even now, I guess it uh, is. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. so. All right. Well, is a clip about Epcot. If you look at the total ride time, we've got about an hour of riding that we have to do, an hour and 11 minutes of total riding, um, not mm. including walking around and doing everything, because there is some longer rides, you know, Spaceship Earth for 15 minutes, Living with the Land for 13 minutes and 50 seconds, Figment, your favorite, Adam, yes. 11 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, you're not going to have to worry about getting in line there really <laughs> probably not, <laughs> like no. yeah. the one consistent thing every time i've practiced pulling pulling fast passes is i can always get nemo you can always get nemo yeah <laughs> oh, fast passes you can always get nemo <laughs> always get nemo uh, we prepared a lot but there's just things you don't know unless you try it yeah, I think the experience helps when you try it. Like, again, the whole, it, it sounds silly now to think about, oh, does the tram at Hollywood Studios faster than walking to the car? But it seems pretty obvious. But at the time, it made sense to try that, you know, when we were testing. Yeah, it did. It did. It was it the first time. S- yeah, we weren't viewing everything through the lens of efficiency. We were viewing it from the lens of an efficient, regular guest. Right. And the Parkeology Challenge has greatly improved our regular visits to the park. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, I mean, I I have not officially done the challenge. I've actually used some of the stuff you guys have used just on a regular day, you know, and it's made it more enjoyable. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. So going back, that's our last clip for this episode. I guess what we can say is we had some big plans we prepared a lot but there's a lot that you can't learn until you actually do it and i want to point out that we went from doing 36 out of 45 and being six off the pace of kent and kindle that day to our next run we how many people ran that run and we beat all of them yeah two minutes shy of being the only one that completed that day we could have yeah at the end of the night we were the only ones in contention like yeah we we beat a lot of teams that day so i think that experience really helped and a lot of those teams that was their first time running and a lot of those teams are teams that went on to complete later right experience helps and if you ever wanted to get started doing it i think just trying a few practice runs or trying a few park hops or things like that just to see if you can figure out a way to shave a few minutes or whatever it is that you're trying to improve it's never a bad thing yeah i i feel like whether he's actually openly admitted it or not i feel like even when on vacation that there's jason's paying attention to something <laughs> that he could potentially use in a challenge i guarantee mind you is always working well, things are always changing and evolving, too. That's the other thing. I love the metagame of it. I mean, right now I don't love the metagame because there, there's very little metagame. It's all about points challenge. Right. Yeah. Which which has at least made it somewhat interesting again. That's a, It's a start. 
Let's put yeah, it that at way. the moment though, I don't have any desire to do a points challenge. If I'm honest, I mean it's it's similar, but one of the reasons, the same reasons that the that I think Kent when he came on the podcast talked about the tag team challenge, it's just not quite the same. No, I mean I would agree with that. It's not the same. This uh, the parkyology challenge, the way it's set up is has a lot of drama or potential for drama involved in it whereas this is not so much a knock but the every ride challenge is more aimed at it being doable i guess is the best way to to put it and more about mm-hmm. fun and you know all that stuff which is and all good money for give kids the world and, and it's still challenging that. yeah yeah and right. the points, no, like I said, it gives you something to shoot for during time periods like this. So, right. I mean, that I does give you something. Idea. I think it's yeah. a fine idea. I'm glad yeah. they're doing it. It diversifies I just, it. I think part of the fun for me is not only optimizing, but like that thrill of like, okay, am I still mathematically in it? Am I still mathematically in it? And the day I completed, that was a lesson that I learned from running three other times before that, is how to just keep the board in front of you trust that it's all going to work out or don't trust that it's going to work out but just make sure you keep yourself in the game as long as possible and when it comes to a points challenge that's not one of the aspects you're trying to maximize points which i think it could be fun it's just not the same to me so what if you did this what if you took the points challenge but you ran it as though you were running parkeology like, you'll go in and you'll actually do the rafts even though they don't count. You know, something along those lines. Does that I just want to be clear. <laughs> I do intend to run every ride at some point in the future. Uh-huh. But I'm still going to ride the rafts. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was like, uh, you're going to go all out still. Uh, okay. That's what I figured. Just to waste 15 minutes. Well, if I run every ride, I'm going to dual run parkeology. I'm never going to yeah, we always run parkeology. Yeah, we always done that. I mean... Right. Anyway, but we can pick up the rest of the episode next week, uh, I guess, before our trip report. <laughs> we'll have a trip report next week, I hope. Yeah, we should. You want to get a preview of next week's trip report? Are you ready? Here's the, here's the trip report. We got there, and we rode the Skyliner to everything, and then we rode the Skyliner home, and we went to eat dinner on the Skyliner, and we went drinking on the Skyliner... Because it's the Skyliner. Skyliner, Skyliner, Skyliner. Gotcha. And and the okay. rafts. If you <laughs> want to ride the monorail for your birthday, you can talk me into it, Adam. <laughs> well, we can't get off at the Polynesian to do the bar crawl there, so. I just want to make sure we have enough people to take up the whole monorail car. Because the, the way they've got it segmented. I think we just, would. Ugh. Yeah. So, that, I believe, wraps up this week's episode. Uh, remember, if you haven't already entered into our giveaway, that will be found at travelingwiththemouse.com slash giveaway. If you'd like to find us for any other reason, well, I'll let the guys take that away. So you can find us on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, and Instagram. That is all at TWTM Podcast there. We have a Spreadshirt store, as we mentioned earlier, where you can get your exclusive Rafts or Ride t-shirt or any other TWTM merchandise. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM podcast. And our website, once again, is travelingwiththemouse.com. And our email address, if you want to reach out to us that way, is podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com. 
And don't forget, we have a YouTube channel. Forgot to, forgot to plug that one. Go find it. Go find it. Yeah, that's the best way to do it anyway. <laughs> and we have a TikTok channel. <laughs> Clubhouse. Oh. So, for John and Adam and myself, Jason, this has been Traveling with a Mouse. And we hope you will join us on our next trip. With a better strategy. With a better strategy. (laughs) Yeah.